Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Open your Bibles today to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. And then I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures to go home with. To, um, to read later. And basically what they are is they are accounts of the same story, but, uh, but it is according to the account of Luke and it's according to the account of Matthew, but same story. And it's important because of, uh, so that you can get the full revelation of what is about, what I'm about to preach today. But, I, I, but for time's sake, I'm not gonna read all three accounts. I'm gonna read the one from Mark. Mark chapter five, and verse one, and then they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarenes. And when they had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with chains because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stones. You need to understand daughters and sons of the most high God, cutting is not just a fad. Cutting is not just something you going through. Cutting is not just something, okay, well, everybody's just doing it in high. It's demonic. And when they saw, or when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and he said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, come out of the man unclean spirit. Then he asked him, what is your name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. So now, now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountain. So all the demons begged him. Listen to this now. Okay? Don't, don't read over this too fast. All the demons begged him saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. <laughs> if you don't understand what's going on right there, you will in just a few moments. Can, can I just... He come, the people of the city come later and they say, they, they come and see the man that had been bound for so many years. He's sitting there in his right mind, clothed and no longer demonic. And watch this. They say, we need you to get out of here. Now, Jesus knew this. So he permitted the demons to go into the swine because he could have said, go to the abyss. 
In other words, what you must understand is what happens in a region is up to the people of the region. And sometimes, ah, sometimes we're asking God to shift the region and God's saying, you shift the region. You have the spirit, you shift it. So God willing, next week, I'm going to start a series called The Regions Are Calling. The regions are calling. I hear the regions calling right now. But today we got to fix a few things. Not, 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 not fix it. Like there's just some people God's been hearing your spirit cry out. And you, 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 you don't know how to get free. And today, God, I'm just going to preach. It ain't going to, I don't think it's going to be that long. But we're just going to preach and the power of God's going to hit you. The power of God's going to hit you. And, and, and you're going to be broke free by the power of the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. And people, look, I've sensed that this just popped up in my spirit. I don't say this hardly ever. But I sense somebody going to be delivered from eating disorders. It just popped up in my spirit. And there's going to be all kinds of deliverance that's going to happen. Even while I preach today. Some of you are, the demons are going to, they are going to leave you alone after today in the name of Jesus. And there ain't going to be no more in and out of the church. And there ain't going to be no, hey, I'm here, I'm not, I'm not there, I'm, I'm going to come, I'm not going to. No, no, no. There's going to be something that's going to uh, ground you. I want you to write down Luke chapter 8, 22 through 39, and Matthew 8, 23 through 34. Those are the accounts. They're the same story, but it's according to the, 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 the gospel of St. Matthew, and it's according to the gospel of St. Luke. And so I want you to read them later. I'm going to be referring to them as I preach today, but, but each one of them has a little bit of a different twist to it, so I need you to grab it. There isn't one that's right and one that's wrong. It's just a little bit of a different twist. So stay with me. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word today. And I thank you for the people that have come here. And I thank you for the ones that wasn't even going to come, but you had them come. And you knew this day was coming before they knew this day was coming. And you knew they would be here before they knew they would be here. And you have set this up sovereignly so that they can have an encounter with you that will break them free and they will never be the same in the name of Jesus. So Father today, look upon my availability and not my ability. And I pray that there would be such a power of the Holy Ghost resting upon and in this service God that people are supernaturally healed. People are supernaturally blessed. People are supernaturally made free. I thank you God that every demon's got to come out and every chain's got to be broken. I take dominion and authority in this house right now and in the name of Jesus I thank you God that the power is present to heal all to make free all and to deliver all 
So in the name of Jesus, we cancel every assignment. I step in and I unhook every chain. And right now, I unhook every shackle that's around your people. And I ask you to look upon my availability and not my ability today. And in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, have your way. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come in the earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody that agrees, shout amen and give the Lord a good praise. Come on, be seated for just a moment. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna preach just for a few moments about the gift of freedom. The gift of freedom. Uh you know. I wasn't really born again in this, in this time that I'm about to refer to, however they tell me about it. When I tell people how long I've really been saved, some of them are shocked, amen. So, but God did a, God did a, 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 like a, a supernatural thing with me. It was, a, it was a, he hit a fast book forward button with me and because I'd done wasted so many years. Now, if you don't know anything about that, praise God, I'm glad you don't know nothing about that. But we serve a Lord that says, I can redeem the years. <laughs> I can restore to you the years that the locust and the canker worm and the power worm have stolen from you. And, but, but they tell me about a time where when you came into the church, the, the, the powerful church, not, 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 not the people playing. Not, not the people trying to, trying to have a religious structure, but the powerful church. And you came in and you told them about, you know, what was going on. If you was dealing with demons or you were dealing with, with all kinds of oppression or you was addicted and things, they, 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 didn't, they didn't send you to a counselor. I'm about to meddle a little bit. That's okay. It's, it's okay. Y'all just stick with me. We're going to have a good outcome. Don't worry about this now. But they didn't, send you to a, they didn't send you to a counselor. They didn't send you to a psychiatrist. They didn't send you to somebody to try to put methadone down your mouth so they could try to get you off of your pain pills. They, they didn't send you to this stuff. And they didn't try to pamper you. And they didn't try to counsel your demons and cast your flesh out. Because you can't cast your flesh out and you cannot counsel a demon. I'm going to go somewhere today. And so what they done is they would bring you down to a place if you really wanted it. And the brothers and sisters would begin to lay hands because they had some power inside of them. And they would begin to lay hands on you and begin to command things to come out of you. And I know it didn't really look pretty and it didn't really feel pretty. And lost people that really didn't want to be born again ran out of the church. But I'm going to tell you people that would come in and they would get set free at our altars. And we didn't have to worry about them walking back out putting a crack pipe in their mouth. And we didn't have to worry about them go back out there and doing crazy stuff. And we didn't have to worry about them going back out there and getting them back in the strip joint. Why? Because something supernatural had happened inside of their life and the chains were broken off of them. I remember when I was born again, I, I, when, I, when me and my wife were born again, I, I, I'm not going to go into everything because I don't have time for it, but I'm telling you, it was years. It was years. This was not months. This was not days. This was not one year. This was not two years. This was not three years. This was years of bondage, years of darkness, years of oppression, years of, of not being able to get yourself out of where you are at. I'm not talking about just sneaking around trying to smoke a cigarette every once in a while. I don't think I need to go any 
deeper. Amen. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about years. I'm talking about being so, I'm talking about, I'm talking about layering yourself in the demonic, layering yourself in the street, layering yourself in all kinds of uh, perversion, layering yourself in all kinds of demonic chains, layering, if you don't know what I'm tr- saying, and I'm, I'm just too country for you, I'm talking about putting layers around you so that you didn't, so, so that you were just, it continued to be uh, piled on by all the demonic trash that you are allowing inside of your life years and years and years and years. And if you walk in some circles today in the church, they will say, well, you're going to have to go here and you're going to have to get this counseling and you're going to have to get that counseling and you're going to have to go through this and you're going to have to go through that. I thank God didn't nobody tell me about that. Didn't nobody tell me I had to go through all that. Didn't nobody tell me I had to take a couple steps and didn't nobody tell me that. I just had something inside of me that when I encountered the true presence of the living God that I found myself at an altar and I came and encountered with a person named Jesus and when I encountered him for real, I'm not talking about a religious system. I'm not talking about hooking and bucking. I'm not talking about something that don't have no power to it. When I encountered Jesus for real, something changed that day and years of bondage and years of darkness and years of chains broke off of me at one moment. It didn't take 12 months. It didn't take two years. It didn't take 20 days. At one moment, Jesus broke it all off. Why are you telling me this today? Because I'm telling you, he said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he did it for me 20 years ago, he can do it for you today. If he did it for the demoniac 2,000 years ago, he can do it for you today. If he did it for other people, he can do it for you today. Yeah, but you don't know how long I've been in it. I'm going to tell you. It really, Jesus ain't asking how long you've been in it. He's asking you how long you want to be in it. He's not asking you how long the years have been that you've been in bondage. He's asking you how fast you want to get out of it. And I tell people all the time, when you come to an altar, whatever you give him, he'll take it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you that day, that day, years were broken in one moment. One moment. I tell people all the time, I walked outside and I walked outside and lit up a cigarette. And the only reason I did it because didn't nobody tell me not to. I'm telling you, Jesus took the cigarettes from me that day. I just, I walked outside and lit one up. Yeah, just had them in my pocket. So it took about nine months to get that off of me. But I realized I wanted to go so deeper in God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I wanted to go so much deeper in God. I don't even know if we're going to get into that now. I wanted to go so much deeper in God. I know where the Holy Ghost is going right now. I wanted to go so much deeper in God. I wanted wanted to serve in the house of the Lord on the altar team. I wanted to pray for people because I'd watch what God done for me. And I said, if he can do it for me, he can do it for somebody else. And I want to serve at the place that somebody that I got made free at. And so I wanted to serve on the altar ministry. I wanted to do something. I wanted God to use me. And I was sitting in that class that day and they said, listen, you got to be free from all your nicotine, all your alcohol, all your drugs. You can't have none of that in your life if you're going to be laying hands on people. And Pastor Antoine, I thought everybody in the class was looking at me. 
But didn't nobody even know because, you know, I was good with it. I put that lotion on my hand, that smelly lotion and stuff, you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, you can smell me 20 feet away. I smell good now. <laughs> but, I, but I was sitting there, I thought everybody was looking at me. But what, really wasn't nobody looking at me, but the Holy Ghost was saying, hey, hey you, want to, you want me and you talk about this? Because if we're going to go where I have you, I want you to go, this has to stay here. This can't go with you. And I remember I walked out of that class that day. I said, my God, I want to be used by God so bad, I don't want no cigarettes no more. Didn't nobody have to come and hound me. Didn't nobody have to sit there and, and test me. Didn't nobody have to sit there and check my pockets or check my truck. I said, the Holy Ghost is riding with me. If, if he can't make me stop, you ain't got a chance. And I dropped them things that day and I said, oh God. I want to be used by you. I want to be used by you. We don't, we don't hear much of that cry anymore. I want to be used by you. I want you to do something big in my life. Now we, we running down here saying, God, I want to use you. But I, I can remember a day when we ran down here and said, God, I want to be used by you. I want you to do something big in my life. I want to shift nations. I want to shift regions. I want to preach to the millions. I want to preach to people. I want to see people born again. I want to see people set free. And I said, God, Dad, we ain't going to deal with this no more. But how many of you know from time to time, you've got to revisit that altar? From time to time, you, you, all kind of little stuff starts sneaking back in your life. And you got to come back down to an altar and say, God, forgive me for opening a door that should not have ever been opened. I close it in the name of Jesus. Use me again, God, because I'm the same person that cried out to you at that altar that day. And I'm the same person crying out to you again. Use me again. See, what, what some of you don't realize is that, is that as a... I didn't plan on saying, I haven't even got to my notes yet. But uh, what some of you don't realize is that with, as, as, as little, little boys, uh, uh, me, me and my brother, Pastor Andy, we used to play church. Yes, sir. Anybody ever play church when you was little? We, we used to play church, you know. And this is how deep God had it in us. Now, I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. Now, we're talking, about a, we're talking about a liberating message, a freedom. It might just be for one person today, but can I tell you, if it ain't but for one of you, Jesus heard your cry all the way across the Galilee, and he said, I'm coming to see about you today, baby. Don't worry. And when we was little, we was three, four, and five years old, uh, I, I was uh, the preacher, and he was the worship leader. This is how deep this thing was ingrained in us. And it really didn't matter. Yeah, we, we steered off for a while. And yes, we, we went and done some crazy stuff. But God said, don't worry. I got my hand still in the bottom of your heart. And I'm bringing you back to a place. Because I put it in you before you were ever born. He was the worship leader. And the church we went to, the worship leader name was Brother Fred. And the preacher was Preacher Herman. 
So I would say, Brother Fred, come on down here and sing. <laughs> and, and, and then he'd get done. Preacher Herman, come on down here and preach. I really don't know what the sermons were about, and I don't know the songs we were singing, but God had something deep inside of us. And I want to encourage some parents up in this house right now that raised your children and they out there doing some dumb stuff. Don't worry about it, baby. God has a promise, and God is faithful to answer. And if you keep on holding on, God's going to bring them back to where they're supposed to be. Oh, yeah. running deep in us it was running deep in us we were just running from it but today we embraced it God said okay I'm so glad let me hit the fast forward button and catch you up and you want to know what's going on with some of you right now right now you're crying out and it might, it might be nicotine, it might be pornography, or it might just be you can't forgive somebody for what they did to you when you was a kid. Or it might, be the, it might be the spouse that done you wrong and the divorce that you had to walk through that sit there and broke you into pieces. Or it might be the last church that they turn around and said all kinds of crazy stuff about you and you didn't really do it and it's got you all broken into pieces and you're sitting there chained down. And you love the Lord and you want to serve him but you don't know how to be free. And you're sick and tired of the constant barrage of demonic activity in your life and you doing things you really don't want to do. I'm not talking about you hit your hand with a hammer and said a cuss word. And I'm not advocating cussing. I'm just saying, I'm talking about real stuff. And you're doing things you don't want to do. And you feel ways you don't want to feel. And you've even prayed, but it ain't changing. I want to announce to you, there's a boat on the way. I want to announce to you that there's a ship on the way. And at the end of Mark chapter 4, before we started reading Mark chapter 5, what you must understand is that Jesus and his disciples are coming over on a boat. Because Jesus says, I got to get over there. They don't know why he's wanting to go over there, but Jesus knows why he's wanting to go over there. And it's amazing to me that the Sea of Galilee is seven miles, one shore to the other side of the shore. It's seven miles, but Jesus is hearing a cry that is coming from seven miles away from a man that does not know how to make himself free, from a man that does not know how to break his own chains, and a man that does not have to know how to come out of his darkness. And Jesus said, I'm hearing a cry and it's echoing in the heavens and we got to get over to the other side and the amazing thing is you know sometimes sometimes there's storms that come in your life for things that you've done and then there's other times that storms come in your life where it's demonically charged storms 
They are there to try to stop your uh, assignment, stop your purpose, and stop the plan of God on your life. And Satan sends a storm to thinking that he has some kind of way to take Jesus out. And what they don't realize is that the disciples come and say, Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? And Jesus says, where is your faith? And he stands up and rebukes the storm. And people say, well, God sent the storm. God didn't send the storm. The Son of God ain't going to rebuke what the Father's doing. He said, I only do what I see the Father doing. And so this was a storm sent by Satan to try to derail him, distract him, and interrupt what was going on. And there's some of you right now that are going through demonically satanic storms that have been assigned on your life. But if you can get enough faith to stand up on the bow of a boat and say, in the name of Jesus, I command the storm to cease. I command the storm to quiet. I command you to calm down. You're going to find out that the power of God is in the plan of God and you're going to see what God is doing. Well, I'm just going through a storm. I guess it's God's will. You might want to check it, baby. It ain't always God's will. I'm telling you right now, if you're doing if you're doing the will of God and a storm comes in your life, sometimes you've got to get up on the front of that thing and say, I said in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus, quiet down, calm down, peace be still in the name of Jesus. Oh, let me come where you're at then. Uh, let go of my child. Let go of my son. Let go of my daughter. Let go of my wife. Let go of my husband. Let go of my house. Let go of my finances. Let go. You got to come where it's at. Make it say in the name of Jesus. Now I want you to understand something. I got to get this point out and then we're going to pray. I got to get this one out. In Matthew, Matthew says, there were two demon-possessed men. But Mark and Luke only mention one. Read your Bible now. Now, if you were to talk to some religious person or some person that's backslidden, they would say, see, the Bible's contradicting itself. The Bible is not contradicting itself. Because how many of you know if I can line 10 people up here to, in, in the front that seen the same thing, and you'll get 10 different stories. All of them seen the same thing, but it's the account, it's, it's what they saw with their eyes. And so, in Matthew's talking about two demon-possessed people, Mark and Luke are talking about one demon-possessed man. Why is that? Because you can't bring freedom to somebody who don't want it. And so, listen, Luke and Mark are talking about the man who wanted it. Matthew mentioned both of them so you understand them, but one of them get made free. And I want to talk to some people up in here because you think God's just going to come down there and snatch your dope out your hand and snatch your pornography off your computer and snatch your hate out of your spirit and snatch them hard feelings out of your heart but can I tell you that Jesus was stood between two or in front of two men one got delivered one did not one wanted it and I guess the other one did not and can I tell you today it ain't nothing more frustrating than laying your hands 
hands on somebody that really don't want what they said they came down for. But if you really want freedom, I ain't talking about a need now. I'm talking about if you really want freedom, if you come down for freedom, you will get freedom. If you want it, not need it. Both needed. But one got it. I ain't never heard that. I know, just read it. It's there. Because you can't minister freedom to somebody who don't want it. I can't separate you from a demon that you like. See, he knows what you like. He knows what you love. And so there's two men, but one gets made free. Because both needed, but one wanted. I'm going to give you this last point, and then we're going to go. We're going to pray over some people that might need something. And then I want to bring this to you. Freedom is always, listen, freedom is always, or freedom is not always about the byproduct. Freedom is the byproduct, but it's not the end result. And let me tell you what that means. Some of you come down here and you get made free and then you go out and you don't put your hands to the plow. Because you thought freedom was the end product, the end result. That was just the beginning. Freedom was just the beginning. It is for freedom that you have been made free. You got to go out and put your hands to something. You got to go out and begin to engage yourself in the kingdom. You got to go out and begin to do something for God. Oh, hallelujah. It was not, freedom was not the end result. How do you know? Here we are, the end of Mark, I think it's verse 20. End of chapter five, verse 20. He says, Oh, Jesus, let me come into the full-time ministry with you. Jesus said, "Uh uh-uh. You go back to your friends, to your family, and to your city and tell them the things the Lord has done. He said, they don't want me in the region, but what they don't know is I'm going to put me inside of you and send you into the region. I'm coming for you. Don't worry about it. They might be, they might be rejecting me, but I'm going to send you. They, they might not want to hear a preacher, but they'll hear a construction person. They might not want to hear an apostle, but they'll hear a teacher in the midst of their school. They might not want to hear a prophet, but they'll hear a student that's in the class with them. What are you saying? When is the last time you told somebody about what the Lord has done in your life. It's part of keeping you free. 
Now I'm 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 done. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna pray for some people. You know, sometimes you pray for people to be healed. You know, they don't really want to be healed. I'm just being honest. Because, like, if they get healed, then their disability gets shut off. I'm going to come there. Don't worry. I'm coming. I'm coming. I can't get my disability check no more. I got to go to work. And, and, the, and the doctor ain't going to prescribe me no more pain meds. And so I'm going to come down here and say, pray for me. But inside, I don't really want it. Because then they're going to go do an x-ray on me and find out it really ain't there. I, I told you, Pastor Ram, sometimes church people can be a little strange. And you really don't want it. Now the Lord sent me with this assignment today. And I made up my mind before I came out here, but it ain't but for one of you. I came for you because God came for you first. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Chance, I remember a mama came down. She had a woman, you know, she was a mother, but she came to, she had great intentions. Had a boy like this, you know. Pray for him. She had great intentions, Pastor Antoine. She really did. I mean, she wanted him right, you know? But he's sitting there like... I said, there ain't nothing about to happen here. There's nothing about to happen. I can't parent for you. can pray but he don't want it and even if something did happen I don't know if you're going to reinforce it I done got to meddling I better get out of here I better get out of here and pray just go on and pray for some people because I'm I done found like the rat droppings in the back of the cabinet right now I'm all up in the kitchen See, some of y'all act like y'all don't know what rat droppings look like in the back of your, your dish cabinet. I, know, I done been there. I know it. I ain't got them no more. I praise God. God done brought me out of that. But, but I know what it's like. You better get up on a stool before you put your hand up there because you got 15 rat traps up in the cabinet because you don't want to lose a thumb. You know what I'm saying? I know what it's like. I know what it's like. We're all up in the kitchen. But we had to get here. Why do we have to get here? Because Jesus has heard your cry. Your cry for freedom.
You'll cry to be free. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.